Welcome to the Michigan Opportunity, an economic development discussion series featuring candid conversations with business leaders and innovators across Michigan. You'll hear firsthand accounts on how the state is driving job growth and business investment, supporting a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem, building vibrant communities, and helping to attract and retain one of the most diverse and talented workforces in the nation. And now, your host, Ed Clemente. Hello, I'm your host, Ed Clemente, and we're fortunate to have two different guests today. We have Dan Wynan, he's the president of Edward Lowe Foundation, and Rodney Parkinen, he is the small business consultant here at the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Welcome to both of you to the show. Great to be with you, Ed. Thanks for having us. And we're going to start out with you, Dan, first, uh, because I think I know what the Lowe Foundation is, but maybe not as well as I should know it. And I think a lot of people who listen to the podcast probably might know it. I don't know. So why don't you kind of explain a little bit of its history and what it does? Yeah, I appreciate that. Ed Lowe invented kitty litter and tidy cat. He was a Michigan guy. And so it's great to know that we have this invention right here from Michigan. And uh, he has this tremendous legacy. He left his estate to support entrepreneurship. And so for the last 20 years, the Edward Lowe Foundation has focused on a very narrow niche of economic development, Ed, and we call it second stage entrepreneurs. Uh, We define it loosely as between 10 to 99 employees, a million to 50 million in sales with the intention to grow. It'd be about uh, 17, 18% of Michigan companies, but it represents about 38 to 40% of the jobs in Michigan. So intuitively, we know this is where jobs come from. And, um, We've been operating in Michigan for about 20 years, and we do it with a partner, and our partner is Michigan Economic Development Corporation, and Rodney is our point. So it's been a great relationship. Now, the, the way you already uh, dovetailed you, Rodney, why don't you tell a little bit what you do with the MEDC, too? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, you know, my role at the MEDC is really to support small businesses, uh, primarily in that second stage space, as as Dan kind of defined there, um, in really identifying the various supports that we have um, in Michigan to to support their growth, one of one of those key pieces being our partnership with the Edward Lowe Foundation. Uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, or small, small businesses, don't always have time to, you know, sit down and, and search what does the state of Michigan have for me today. So really, I work closely with our economic development partners, our internal teams at the MEDC, and a lot of the small businesses to take in referrals from other businesses that they know who are really finding obstacles as they grow, and then introducing them to you know, the, the Edward Lowe Foundation and the services and programming they provide to um, help entrepreneurs overcome their obstacles um, and, and continue to really grow profitably. Because as as those entrepreneurs grow, uh, the state can grow. Right. So as they grow revenues and employment, uh, that's a that's a win for the state and, and, and really money well spent. So that's primarily what I do. Uh, I, I don't know a ton, but I know really good people and I just work to facilitate those introductions. And, you know, it's funny, both of you probably don't know this, but my family had a small business. So we had it for 80 years, actually. Yeah. And and we were, it was a restaurant, but it was uh, downriver Detroit area. But um, I grew up totally in small business and we could have used help all the time because it was, you know, we didn't speak English growing up and, you know, and all those kind of challenges. And I would imagine a lot of your companies might even be English might not be their first language or they came from somewhere else where business was done differently and they do need help to kind of map out how to do this stuff. Right. Yeah. That, you know, we've worked in this 
area for a while. And this is what we've learned that, you know, on the spectrum of economic development, your listeners will get this. Um, Michigan has to do all of this. They have to work with startup companies. They have to do placemaking to make communities uh, great places to live, work, and play. We have to recruit companies to our region. Um, but the second stage space we find is unique. We differentiate our entrepreneurship because it is a smaller group, but they punch above their weight. They're underserved. They're underrecognized. As Rodney said, they're usually quite busy. And intuitively, we know this is where jobs are being created. And so this is a economic strategy, an entrepreneurship-led economic development strategy that Michigan is undertaking to grow your own. And uh, I appreciate that. The foundation's unique in that we don't give money away. It's usually a, cons- a conversation killer. You know, we, <laughs> we, we do programs. And so we've put our focus on developing programs that will transform these second stage companies. And then we really leverage the support of MEDC to find the companies, vet the companies, and then send them to us so that we can support their growth. Do, do you do training at your facility? I don't know what's there. Yeah, Rodney can speak to this. We we have seven buckets of programs. We do a recognition program called Companies to Watch to affirm that, you know, there's they've arrived and they succeeded. We do a mentorship program, a leadership development program. We do a strategic information program. But you know, Rodney sort of administers this whole thing and they go through him and then he directs them to the exact program that they need. We call it just-in-time learning and just-in-time information uh, to give these companies uh, – the tools that they need to grow. Anything you want to back up on that, Rodney? Yeah, no, I think Dan really hit the nail on the head. The, what, what we really are, are looking to, to support with is, you know, when somebody starts a business or purchases a business, they're really good at making a widget or providing a service. They don't always know how to grow that business. They don't know how to run the business side of things. And with the programming that Dan mentioned through the foundation, we're able to introduce them to concepts and help them overcome those obstacles that they don't even necessarily have a background in, right? So if I'm good at making a widget and the business starts to grow, people tend to feel like they're over their skis, right? They feel like they're lost. They're juggling a lot of these glass balls and they revert back to what they know, either providing that service or making that widget. And the business tends to plateau. By bringing people to the foundation for retreats or introducing them to subject matter experts, we're able to help them overcome those deficiencies that they sometimes have, either perceived or real, so that they can keep growing the company and not kind of fall back to some of the, the things that got them to the to the level they're at. We want to really kind of catapult them to the next level. And the foundation provides a great platform, either in person or virtually, for programming to support that. Yeah, once again, our guests are Rodney Parkin, and he's with the MEDC, and Dan Wynett, who's the president at Edward Lowe Foundation. Um, Dan, so just a little bit about you. Uh, your name is very familiar to many Michiganders, especially someone like me who actually worked with a guy you probably don't even remember now, Senator Jim DeSena. He might yeah. have been around that era. Right. And, uh, but so I know I've known your name a long time. And so why don't you just kind of give us a little bit of your sort of path to this position? So. Yeah, Ed, we've crossed paths a few times uh, when you were in the legislature. I had a wonderful opportunity to start in Lansing at a relatively young age, went to work for a guy named John Engler and eventually became the director of agriculture. I'm a farm boy from Cass County and grew up in the agriculture business. So that was my sweet spot. Uh, then uh Governor Granholm kept me on, so that was unusual. So I moved from a Republican administration to a Democratic administration. Um, but my stepfather is Ed Lowe. 
So Darlene Lowe, my mother, and Ed Lowe created the foundation here. And so it was always family, and I was always involved in the foundation at some level. Um, Rick Snyder brought me back to run the DEQ, so that was my third administration. So quite unusual to work in three administrations. But I'm where I need to be right now, and that's um, sort of running the family business, if you will, uh, giving back. And so I've been very fortunate to uh, make myself over a couple different times, Um, but uh, really enjoy where we are. We really think we've got something figured out in the second stage space, and um, we're glad we have a partner like MEDC is willing to commit to doing entrepreneurship-led economic development. So just to ask a weird question, but what kind of farmer would you guys grow? We grew uh, purebred uh, hogs. And so we showed, uh, pigs all over the country. We marketed through the show ring. And so it was corn, soybeans and hogs. And so, uh, Michigan state kid that, you know, graduated with animal science degree, but then, um, yeah, got tapped to be a policy advisor in the, uh, majority Senate office. And that's, you know, when you get started, sometimes that train runs for a while. And for me, it ran for a long time. And so, so I got to ask one more weird question. Um, what kind of pigs? Because they know they got cool names. A lot of the oh pigs. my gosh, I love yeah. this. You know, I always said if there was a Jeopardy category breeds of swine, I would nail that thing. So, okay, here you go. Yeah, uh, we raised Chester Whites and oh. we raised Spotted Poland Chinas, and so right, they do have cool names. Hampshire's, Yorkshire's, they have some great, great names for hogs. I know at the Henry Ford Museum they have Polands and China. Uh, yeah. Big hogs right there. They raise a, <laughs> their yeah. farm. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's just always a weird thing. I always like to hear. Yeah. Um, Rodney, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? You have a slight accent. Where is it from? <laughs> yeah. I'm originally from the UP. Uh, most people don't uh, tend to not know it until I break out my A's, which, which come out quite frequently. But uh, I grew up in Marquette, uh, went to Northern Michigan University, uh, worked. Um, I was a, I'm a recovering salesperson. So I've worked with small businesses uh, a majority of my career. And really, you know, when the opportunity uh, came along at the MEDC to start working with small businesses through this programming, it, it really seemed like a natural fit to a lot of the experiences I had working with restaurants and some of those sales roles and identifying solutions to what was ailing them really, right? Whether it was selling advertising or selling food or, or what have you, it was really around Yes, that's a product, but how do you build relationships, understand the needs of the business and the business owner, and then identify those solutions? And in Michigan, we're very lucky to have a really robust small business support ecosystem through partners like the foundation where we can introduce them to these solutions to help them grow their business that a lot of times, again, they don't know about. And and being able to be a part of the conversations that they have, I'm able to really listen closely and say, what are the other things that they need that we can support them with? And then introduce them to other programming as well. So the partnership with the foundation is really strong because we start to hear these little nuggets of of need, really, from the small business owner. And then we can plug them into other services, Pure Michigan Business Connect, international trade, you know. So it's really about having this very robust kind of support ecosystem and then just making sure the entrepreneurs are aware of it. And luckily, we have partners in the foundation who bring a national perspective back to Michigan, right? They work in states around the country. But because of that, they're able to bring those nuggets back to our Michigan companies as well and iterate programming so that it is that real just-in-time experience to make sure that it's responsive to the needs. Yeah, we actually had a previous guest on, a wheelchair manufacturer, who uh, through Pure Pure Business Michigan Connect, if I get it right, um, 
but they introduced them to a certain type of steel they needed for the wheelchairs that happened to be like in uh, Livonia or somewhere. But, you know, it's, it's those kind of things that help with that networking and that spider web. Um, not, not just knowing a company's there, but also the infrastructure, infrastructure and logistics, which often are more critical sometimes that you don't have to get something that has to come by a container ship or something else that could screw up your whole production line sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've learned we've learned a few lessons um, working in this space. A couple of them that I think set us apart from other programs. One is we've differentiated growth uh, as compared to survival. Startups, you got to have it. You got to have startups. That's churn, but there's a lot of failure in that space. And um, you know. Growth is a whole different set of issues. And so we're usually dealing with some people that have been market tested, figured something out. And now, as Rodney said, they don't know what they don't know. And so, one, we're differentiating entrepreneurship and we're really trying to accelerate growth. Two, everything we do has a peer-to-peer component. And so we've learned that entrepreneurs learn best from each other. And so we work real hard at putting entrepreneurs together in peer groups, roundtables, leadership programs. Because those relationships last beyond the actual retreat or the leadership experience. And so um, they're very good at, you know, human nature, Ed, we, no one wants to be told what to do. But if you speak from your experience, what we learn, especially with entrepreneurs, is they're like a sponge when they're around other entrepreneurs. And so that's been a key piece to our success, I think. And then lastly, we're not doing transactions. We're doing, uh, we're doing strategic transformation. And so uh, most of our focus is we're not giving a grant. We're not giving them money. We're teaching them how to fish, that old analogy. We're trying to give them lessons that will really last a lifetime. And so um, it's been a it's been a pretty positive experience here in Michigan. You know, it it reminds me a little bit of when I used to teach school and I was going through teaching at at Michigan State, by the way. And uh, but we. we would learn that kids learn 80% of the time by nonverbal communications, right? So they're observing their parents or other people. It's the same thing. I think when you're a younger, growing, probably second stage company, you learn better by observing than, like you said, being told what to do or here's a book, figure it out. You know, you know, trial and error is the best way to still learn about anything, any job I've ever had too. I saw you nodding your head, Rodney. Did you want to, anything else you wanted to add to what Dan was adding? No, it's, um, you guys are both spot on with that. The only thing I, I'm going to make a weird segue because I don't want to forget to, I feel like we're burying the lead a little bit. When a company hears about all this through the podcast, uh, I do want them to know that when they enter any of the programming, those those costs are covered by the MEDC um, in collaboration with the Edward Lowe Foundation. So, you know, Dan mentions that it's, it's, it's not a grant giving program, but it's also not a, uh, a cost, uh, program either to the company. The, the, the programs we offer are covered by the MEDC. A company never receives a bill. Uh, I was chuckling because in my mind, I was like, I need to, I need to find a way to awkwardly or, or, no, 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 no. In, in. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to awkwardly add on to it. Uh, the, why don't you mention too how they could find like because you're kind of more the gatekeeper a little bit on this, right, Rodney? So yeah. what how do you want people to find out about this? Any entrepreneurs that do listen to this? their their best way to do it is honestly probably to call or email me directly, um, just for speed and efficiency. So um my my cell phone number is 
an entrepreneur or an economic development organization wants to learn more about, you know, how to get people into the program, or if the company wants to learn more, they can contact me. Um, my email is the letter P A R K K O N as in Nancy, E N as in Nancy, R1 at Michigan.org. And when somebody emails or calls, I'm happy to walk them through the process. There's a brief online application. Um, it's a rolling application, right? So it's, it's not necessarily a, you've got to be in by December 31 or anything like that. This is a, this is a program we intend to live for a very long time and hopefully grow. So we'd love to hear from those entrepreneurs with 10 to 99 employees, 1 million or 50 to 50 million in annual revenue that really want to grow their business. And once again, that was Rodney with the MEDC and back to Dan with Edward Lowe Foundation. Dan, um, is there any other partners? I know you've mentioned the MEDC generously, but I know foundations often have to work with a lot of other organizations. Do you guys have any other partners you want to highlight? Well, I really appreciate what Rodney just said. Um, okay, go ahead. In this respect, we are a national operating foundation, and so we run programs. And so we do everything essentially through a partner. And so we're operating in many states. We do Louisiana, Florida, Washington, Missouri. Um, but we're a Michigan foundation. And so we want to do more in Michigan. It makes a lot of sense for us to do more in Michigan. So Rodney's exactly right. What makes Michigan unique is MEDC is co-funding with us to provide these services. And so we create the programs. We offer them up to a partner. Uh, MEDC is our partner. And then it's free to the companies. And so that I'm so glad I didn't want to confuse people. Um, you really need to get a hold of Rodney and take advantage of this. Michigan is really stepping up and providing a wonderful service to second stage companies. You're listening to the Michigan Opportunity, featuring candid conversations with Michigan business leaders and innovators on what makes Michigan a leading state to live, work and play. Listen to more episodes at michiganbusiness.org forward slash podcast or download the Michigan Opportunity through your preferred podcast platform. Is there any just quick anecdotes of some companies that are success stories or is that more Rodney question or Dan? I don't know. Yeah, I, I actually called to confirm a couple of confidentiality, something we also hold. Yeah, right, right. Here. Of course. And course. but but I so I did contact a couple of companies. I went through it and, you know, we're we're lucky because we do get to touch every corner of two mittens, right? If mittens have corners. Um, and yes, there are two mittens in Michigan. I want to remind everybody of the, <laughs> the high five and the handshake. Um, but yeah, I'm in, in a, this is an industry agnostic program. I want to also be clear about that, right? We've had IT companies, we've had uh, manufacturers, we've had service organizations who have clients around the country or around the world. We've got logistics companies. We have, um, you know, your traditional manufacturing, your um, automated and more industry 4.0 type um, companies, food and egg producers, cultured kombucha up in Traverse City um, has gone through the program and found immense success from some of the relationships built in information. Orion Outdoor, who makes hunting blinds up out of the Iron Mountain area, uh, Selective Industries in Southeast Michigan, Southwest Michigan, you think of like a Marcellus Metal Casters. These are just a few of the businesses that um, we've been able to support and, and, and who have spoken to us about some pretty intense growth. Um, you know, you're talking as little as 10, 12%, sometimes, you know, adding 150 stores after they go through some of the programming. So there's a lot of success to be had around the state. Uh, you can visit low.org. Uh, Dan, correct me if I got that website correct, but um, they've got some testimonials on their website. Um, our website, michiganbusiness.org, has some information about the programming. Or again, people can call or email me directly. Yeah, right on. Perfect. 
And when, like, and I know we didn't really mention it, but how does does VC fit into any of this stuff? Or do you guys hook them up to give them some training on how they find their own personal financing and things like that? Yeah. So through the technical assistance program, we have some, we have access to subject matter experts from around the country. And if, if somebody comes to us and says, you know, I, I need access to capital and they talk about VC or something like that, while it is not consulting, the experts can go in and say, here are some, based on your industry and based on what you're looking for, here are some groups that might be able to support you. Right. So, and then provide them contact info or how to market to those people appropriately and so on. So there are mechanisms for that. It is not necessarily a VC related. Right. Oh, um, I get it. I just showed you programs. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there are experts who can help introduce those concepts, talk about what that might look like for a company, help them navigate some of that with some data, and then maybe find some VCs that might have an interest in a company like theirs. Right. So uh, the next question each of you give to at least give, and I'll start with Dan, uh, like a future trend, even you think for your field, do you think things are changing? Like, what do you see any challenges or disruptions kind of thing? Yeah. Um, you know, I say there's no one thing, it's everything. And so what we have learned doing this now for 20 years is that this second stage space, um, I think we can get better at identifying them and differentiating them because they're going to be differentiators. In other words, if you've got 15% of your companies in your region representing 40% of the job growth, we ought to identify them and know who they are because, you know, we intuitively know this is where innovation's coming from and these are where jobs are being created. And so we, we've just got to get better at not only identifying them, but creating the eco support system, the entrepreneurial eco support system around them. So I think that's the opportunity for Michigan. And I just appreciate MEDC providing leadership to do just that. And so I think that will be a key factor in driving economic development, because as Rodney said, you never know where entrepreneurship is going to come from. And, you know, we are agnostic to it because we can't predict it. I mean, it may be manufacturing, it may be food and agriculture, it, it, it may be uh, high tech. Um, we just know that growth is what differentiates these entrepreneurs and managing growth and excelling growth will differentiate Michigan. Anything you want to add, Rodney? Yeah, I think, again, I think Dan did a really uh, eloquent job there. I think the other thing that I, I believe um, when we talk about trends is uh, almost a growing support for small businesses around Michigan, right? You see things like our small business support hubs. And it really seems like while we have a very strong and robust ecosystem, there's always room to bring that ecosystem more aligned in it. In it. And I'm seeing a lot of that work happening through various economic development partners, partners, service providers, and program providers. There really seems to be a very intentional desire and effort being made amongst the collective to make sure that we're rowing in the same direction, using very similar language, so that there's really no wrong point of entry for entrepreneurs. But it's really about making sure those entrepreneurs, those second stage companies, those small businesses, all feel that support from the state so that they can grow and it's as easy as possible for them. Because again, they are busy and they don't have time to Google these things and do this work. So if we as an ecosystem continue to align more closely, then it just makes it easier for our small businesses and they just find success easier. Yeah, like leapfrogging and shortcuts and all those kind of things. Yeah. And um, the, uh, I was going to mention your 
because we literally have the state on here, we got a Uper, we got a Southwest Michigan, and I'm in Southeast Michigan. Um, you two get to both answer on your last question here. What is your favorite spot uh, that you like? You don't even have to use a hunting spot. I don't want to say <laughs> But uh, no, but like, what do you like best about living in Michigan? Maybe not generically, but maybe you have a festival you like to go to. And we'll start with uh, you, Rodney, on this one. Oh, man, where do you start, right? Um, so probably one of my favorite spots in Michigan is Presque Isle up in Marquette, uh, where Black Rocks is. Um, I, I become a, a very slow driver. I go about eight miles an hour around there and take it all in with my windows down. Uh, that's where I proposed to my wife. I, I just love that area. But I think more importantly, I think it's a it's a microcosm of what makes Michigan great, right, is having so many opportunities to sit on a lakeshore or a riverside or, or any body of water and just be able to look out, clear your head, find some space and really reconnect with yourself and with nature and, and with people that you care about. I just think Michigan provides an abundance of, of that. And I'm a fan of winter. It's, it's a very unpopular opinion. So I say it where hopefully nobody can see my face, but I love winter. So I really thoroughly enjoy the four seasons. I think we're very lucky in Michigan. I once hiked the Appalachian trail for 10 hours. Mm. saw one Vista no water and strictly up. (laughs) I like the Appalachian trail, but I would take Michigan so I can do day stuff more. But go ahead, Dan. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're going to get a political answer from me only because I've been to, I mean, as a director of agriculture and DQ, I've gone to every part of Michigan. And so there's so I'll just be quick. You know, I love the UP. I go every year for 30 years and I certainly would go anywhere in the upper peninsula. It's the best kept secret in the country. The Keweenaw, um, out to the West side, um, the Lyshenaw islands. People just don't know about these places like they should. They're just awesome. Um, but I'm pretty fond of Southwest Michigan and our own home. And Rodney knows this. I encourage anybody that comes down here to swing by the Edward Lowe foundation. We sit on 2000 acres, forest, farmland, restored native prairies, and it's probably the best kept secret in Michigan. And it's probably one of the most beautiful places there is. And so it's hard to beat where I get to come and work every day. And that's here at the Arrola Foundation. I'll look for my invitation soon. It's um, an invitation at any time. All right. Well, anyway, I want to thank again our guest today, Dan Weiner. He's the president of the Edward Lowe Foundation and Rodney Parkinson. He's the small business, consul- small business consultant here at the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Thank you both. You both did a great job and I appreciate you both taking time to do it today. Thank you. Thanks so much. The Michigan Opportunity is brought to you by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Whether you're looking for small business resources, exploring an expansion or relocation, or seeking a world-class workforce, visit michiganbusiness.org to learn how you can make it in Michigan.